All right, there you go. What up, players? Yeah, so guys, this is Ed from SoInStereo.com. Uh, you guys might be familiar with him. We do a podcast every week. We decided this week to just put it on Instagram Live because, you know, we're going to be talking about this Brandy and Monica versus battle, and I know it's a big deal for a lot of uh, R&B fans, August 31st. So, I mean, it's big things that, like, what was your reaction? What's up, Montrez? What was your reaction when you first heard about this this battle that was taking place? Well, to me, player, it was just a matter of time because I know before there was discussion about would it happen, wouldn't it happen? Oh, it shouldn't happen. There's too much going on. It's too much history. But at the end of the day, it's too much fun. It's too much history to be made. It's too many bragging rights. On <laughs> this had to go down. I knew it was going to happen eventually. Glad that it happened now. So we'll see very, very soon. And it'll be one of the more interesting battles in versus history. No, absolutely. I mean, I love the battles concept. I love the fact that we get to celebrate um, our legends, celebrate their great music. And, um, I mean, I think it's just going to be a great thing, period. But, I mean, Ed, we got to talk about this. And, again, this is not going to be any messiness. We're just trying to celebrate their, their catalog here. So, uh, And I'd be curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are. I'm going to throw a couple of questions at you here, Ed. Regarding this versus battle, like, obviously, we've seen different battles. Like, one of my favorites is still, like, the Dream versus Sean Garrett just because of how messy it was it was almost like world yeah. war three you would <laughs> and, and, like that but I, I think in recent battles it's more about just celebrating the legacies um is that something that you've enjoyed more just the fact that we're now celebrating as opposed to it being world war three well I've, and i've talked about this a little bit before on Soulback. um the, i've only seen a couple and one of the ones that i saw that i really enjoyed was erica badu versus jill scott and that was pretty much like you said it was a celebration it was Two legendary artists playing songs, and they're like, oh, I love that song. Oh, I love that song. I know the concept because the concept is rooted in hip-hop battles. And battles, even if you love each other, when it's time to battle, you just go at it. Like, you just put it down. You you ask for forgiveness later. You, you dap it up after, but you go to war. So that's the mentality that a lot of the artists, especially early on, came into it. So now it's more of a celebration. That's cool with me. I'm cool with celebrating. I'm also cool with a little controversy. I'm cool with standing up for your product and standing and being proud of the music that you put out. These two ladies have put out absolute classics, of course. So yep. I'm down with it. I would like just for this one, though, to be more of a celebration because their history is so rooted in a lot of messiness. And a lot of messiness, not even them. It's stuff y'all made up. You know <laughs> And I would like it instead of us talking about what happened or may not have happened in 1999 to talk about where their music has progressed and where we've come in the past 20 years. Yeah. And of course, The Boy Is Mine, massive hit, 98. Mm. I remember when that came out, that music video is still a classic to this day. The song is a classic. It's one of the best R&B songs of all time. To me, probably the best, the most notable female duet that comes to mind right now. So I'm excited to see what happens with this. But I got to say, Ed, with these versus battles, because I've seen a lot of different set lists being thrown around on Twitter now for this Brandy and Monica. How, how are you going to put this? Are you judging it based off hits? Or are you basing it judge, uh, based off catalog? I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, see, and that's what I want to clarify here, because a lot of y'all be talking about, oh, I want to see Keisha Cole versus K. Michelle. And I'm like, y'all don't understand the concept of the versus. Versus is 
hits versus hits. You have to have a catalog of 20 hits. It's not really a vocal battle like you do at your church. Like, that's not what this is. I mean, it, it could be. I see people say that, too. They they, they want them to sing live and, and do the – I don't know how what they're going to do with this. I see Dollar in here, too, so this should be fun. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know what's going to end up happening with this. But well, yeah, the reason why – boy Dollar. But, yeah, that's what I was saying. I think that you have to remember it's hit catalog versus hit catalog. They're going to come with their 20 best songs each – and then we're going to go head to head. A lot of it depends on which song is played when, when it's matched up. So those are the things you have to keep in mind. It's not just who's the better vocalist. It's a little bit deeper than that is what I'm just saying. Well, I mean, this is my this is my point to all this. Like, I've seen some set lists floating around. And there's a couple of ways you can do it, right? You can have a set list just full of the singles that they've put out. And when you put it like that... I don't know, like, when I looked at it based off that, Monica has a lot of hits, and I don't think people realize that. Like, someone brought out the Keisha Cole record that they did together, Trust, yeah. and Monica killed that. People forget about that. Because, just like, Clay, I've been saying this for I don't know how many years. So how long have I known you? Ten years? I've been saying it <laughs> I love Brandy. I love Brandy. But when it comes to hits that I personally like, I'm riding with Mo. I'm sorry. And it's not because it's a slight on her. If you go by catalog and catalog and catalog, hit, 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 consistency, consistency, consistency. Yes, Dollar, they be messing with my girl. The <laughs> point is, I think that when it comes down to it, she's just a more consistent artist. And I think that my. Oh, they froze him. Oh, you're good. I thought they. Uh, I thought Instagram stopped you from uh, no, speaking your truth. <laughs> As usual, Instagram hating. Yeah. So, but when we talk about catalog, because Brandy has, according to the internet, she has like five classics. But I would say, never say never. Full Moon and Aphrodisiac. Those three. You can pick songs from those three albums that aren't singles, but album cuts. And if we judge it based off catalog and album cuts it's kind of hard to compete against that like i think about a song like when you touch me that's an album cut but that song is a five-star track right there well listen if you put my um brand is put me on everything if that song came out in 2020 it would be the song of the year that is an album cut no one remembers that's how deep we're gonna get with this thing and that's why i love it i it's gonna be hit for hit but i guarantee you they're gonna slip in an album cut that's gonna knock your draws off yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach this. It's going to be interesting to see how the fans judge this. I know we have a lot of Brandy fans on uh, on social media. They came for us two weeks ago when we talked about B7, but we're not We can talk it. about B7, but y'all don't want to hear that. We, we got in trouble for that. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And Ed, let me ask you this. In terms of this versus battle, I think it's a great opportunity for artists to promote whatever they have coming up. And we've been waiting on Monica's chapter 38 since she was 38 years old. I think she's a little <laughs> older than that now. Um, would right now be a good time to drop that project? My girl is on chapter 47 at this point, as long as we've been waiting. This, and I've said this, and I feel like the only person who did this was John Legend. If you got all eyeballs on you, you better come out with something. I mean, you got something in the archives. Throw something on the title. Throw J and B some bucks and get a little seven-song EP. When eyeballs are on you, this is your opportunity to do something new. We know Monica got something in the in the tank. So I'm not saying rush it out if it's not ready. But 
if it's good, if it's good to go, let's go on and roll with this thing because we have never seen an opportunity for all eyes to be on her. Ah, oh, you see what I did right there? All eyes on my. Uh -huh. All That's eyes great will be on both of these <laughs> artists right now. Brandy has a new project out. This is some time for her to get some renewed buzz. Same with Monica. Go ahead and drop it in. This is the time to do it. I mean, speaking of Brandy, B7 came out. And I saw a tweet from a good friend of ours. I'm not going to mention his name. I think he's in here. Uh, but uh, he doesn't want Brandy playing anything from B7 <laughs> in the versus battle. Uh, and I, I start to think, I, I think it makes sense to play something from B7. But when you look at Brandy's catalog, especially with those first couple of albums, I think she has enough to fill in that 20 track set list. So I don't know if we're even going to get to B7. Play, I just remember what, again, what the concept is. 20 hits. Say what you want about B7, and you don't want me to do that again. But the point is, and I like a couple tracks on B7. She might want to throw one in there just to say, hey, y'all, check out my new album. This isn't part of the show, but hey, I really like this song. Check it out. This is an opportunity to do that. But she has more than enough to kind of slow the momentum, so to speak, with B7. I know this is an opportunity to promote. She can promote it. She can throw a snippet in. But as far as the runtime, eh, let's keep that out of that. I mean, like, when I start thinking about that set list that both of them are going to play, like, to me, Monica from her first album all the way to, I think, Still Standing, mm -hmm. she can grab a track from each album and put it in her set. New Life, I'm not sure what's going to be. I don't think New Life is going to have any songs on Let's her set. Let's get New Life out of this one. We're Code Red? Code Red? Maybe the Little Wayne? Like, I love that Little Wayne no, song. Throw the Wayne joint up there. That was her last sort of hit. I don't have the um, I don't have the charts in front of me right now. I got it off to the side over in the lab. But yeah. the point is, I think that's definitely a more modern, to me, that's Monica's best modern hit, so to speak. So, yeah, right. throw that in the mix. I'm not mad at that. So when, when you think about that, then, and you think about Brandy's set list, especially with Human and those albums onwards, I think her sound has changed quite a bit since, you know, the 90s. And nothing wrong with that. Artists are allowed to change. Um, but it's going to be kind of weird when you play her set from top to bottom. Like, is she going to have the record with Chris Brown on there, put it down? Because that was more of like a hip-hop joint. I think so. I think that, and that's what I like about Versus. This isn't just like a 90s party. This is an opportunity to revisit the entirety of their careers. And as much as we love early three or four albums of Brandy, and that was her peak, she still has some stuff. I have come to the defense before of 211. It's not the best, but I think it has plenty of good points. Mm -hmm. It has its good points. We'll talk about the other one later. But the point is that this is an opportunity to just show Brandy from the little girl who had a weird mushroom cut on Thea all the way to the braids and to the woman that she is now, the mother and the strong artist that's leading a genre. So that's what I want to see. I don't want to just see a capsule of five years of her career. I want to give me the whole 25-30. Someone said, what about us? Yeah, you got to play that one. I'm more curious here, right? I want to hear your guys' opinion for everyone watching here. Does it make sense for Brandy to play a song like uh, Right Here Departed, which is a great song, came out in 2008 off the Human album. I don't know how many people still remember that one, but that was actually a pretty big song at that time. Would it make more sense for her to play that song or an album cut from Full Moon, which is still loved to this day? Like, what would make more sense? 
It depends what the goal is. If she's trying to win, if we're trying to win, you better go hit, 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 hit. If we're just like, hey, I'm having fun, I'm reliving my career with an, an artist who has been intrinsically tied to my career all these years, and man, throw her in just and then throw in the album cuts and then tell a little story about, hey, this is a song that I put out. I wish it could have been a single, but it couldn't have because of blah, blah, blah. That's what fans want to hear, kind of the behind the scenes, how things came to be, and just remember, reminisce, and enjoy. But if she just wants to like, oh, I'm just blowing Monica out the water, then she's mm. just going to go to Wikipedia, look at them number ones, pick that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. So it depends on what her motives are. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I even look at an album like Aphrodisiac, which is one of my favorites of all time. That's like that's probably my favorite, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Brandy album. And then you look at a song like Who Is She To You? That's like an amazing song, too. It didn't chart all that well, but that's such an amazing song. I think people still remember that one, too. So. Oh, no, no doubt. And I don't, was that ever an official single? I know they played it on the radio just a little bit. But I yeah, think yeah, they they even had a remix with Usher at one point. Yes, yes, you're yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, so. these are the songs to me that I, I would rather hear that than to have you ever. I know those will be mixed in, but mm -hmm. I want to hear the ones that I love that didn't get to play that I can be like, oh, that was my joint. Right. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be very interesting to see how they do this because I mean I can think of a million brandy songs that she could play. Uh but to Monica, Ed, we talked about that trust record with Keisha Cole. That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. Ed, 2009, 2010, Everything to Me, Love All Over Me. Those are huge hits. First of all, I'm going to need y'all to stop sleeping on Still Standing. There are two albums that y'all do not give enough love. Give these flowers while you can. That one and Makings of Me. I don't care that it mm -hmm. looks like she's in some bondage video on the front <laughs> with the ropes all wrapped up around and she can do what she want to do. That's cool. But both of those albums are great. And for whatever reason, we don't talk about them. She was way more than Miss Thing and Boy's Mind Player. She had some joints. And those two albums are sleepers. And when I talk about Monica's career, to me, being a little bit more consistent than Brandy's, I'm not saying that she's a better artist. I'm not saying this and that. But I'm saying when you go album for album for consistency, I feel like those are two of the clinchers. Yeah. I mean, every time the beat drop has to be on that set list, right? No, oh, you got oh. <laughs> um, They can me, all be hits, player. Guys, give me a thumbs up if you liked every time the beat. I actually liked it. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Sideline hold, does that make the cut? Now, on my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to throw that in, but I'm all for messing Monica. Throw it in. She has okay. something to say on that album. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, and I, I, I want your political response to this, but I also want your what you want to see in this. Okay, I'll give you both. You've been warned. Who is allowed to play the boy is mine? Oh, my God. Like, you... Okay, because let me explain this. What I think will happen is they'll save it till the very end, and it won't be like part of either of their set. It'll just be like a celebration thing. But imagine if, and and this only works if it was an actual like competitive versus. This is this seems to be more about like a celebration, so maybe it won't work. But imagine if this was like a head to head, mm -hmm. and like two songs in, Monica randomly throws on the boy's mind, throws Brandy off track. <laughs> that's that would be the tedious thing ever. Like, like, that's not going to happen. But you, you can't do that. Like, I mean, who would pick? Like, even in '98, I wasn't sure whose song that was. I think I've just 
assuming it was brand new because I believe her album came out first. I can't remember. But I know then Monica came out with The Boy Is Mine album. So I was like, well, wait a minute. Whose song yep. is this? So I feel like you got to have joint custody of this one. Like you can't, when you're getting a divorce, you can't cut the baby in half like old dude from mm. the novel. You just got to leave it for everybody. It's the Lord's Day. I got to throw, throw a message in there. Will anyone be playing It All Belongs to Me? Nope. Oh man! I yeah, said I, I was gonna be good. See, Kyle, y'all see how they do. Kyle sets me up, and then I get in trouble, and then I gotta have a week of hearing y'all wild out in my DMs. No, because I just remember when that song first came out in like 2012, and just how hyped it was, and it just didn't connect with the people. But no, no. but for the sake of this, for the sake of this versus battle, and remembering the good times and celebrating their legacies. They might have to throw that in there. I would advise against it. Although we can say, because wasn't that for sure? Wait a minute, was that Monica or Brandy? I'm getting confused. That was okay. That, that was origi Brandy. originally it was Monica's, or the plan was it was going to be both of them. So it, it ended up on Monica's album. Okay. Yes. And, yes. and, I, and I, th I think because it didn't perform all that well, Brandy scrapped it and moved on with "Put It Down." Yeah, and shout out great. to my man, um, Derry, because we did, we'll talk about this later, we did a head-to-head -head a couple weeks ago, and we focused on Monica, and yes, I did talk about how that song was quite disappointing. I think we just forget about that era, just like, yeah, it's like the sequel uh, nobody talks about. Nobody talks Netta. about Little Mermaid 2, they just talk about the first joint. Mm-hmm. Oh, Netta's here, she, and she mentioned a great song, and I hope uh, Monica puts this on her set. Well, she probably won't because it's an album cut. But, Ed, do you remember the song Hurts the Most off the uh, After the Storm? Of course. Of course I remember that song. One of the best songs on the album. Yo, she needs to put that in there. Yes, and that's another album. Again, I'm going to keep reiterating how y'all sleep on Monica. That album, again, full of album cuts. It's more than Knock Knock and You Should Have Known Better and The Missy Joint. You know, that's like one of my favorite songs ever. Love So Gone. But just stacked with album cuts. And Monica just does not come to play games. She wants well, to ride y'all in this versus. Well, speaking of Hurst the most, did you know, because I interviewed Soul Shock and Carlin like a month ago, Brandy actually recorded that song first. I had no idea. This is news to me. Can you imagine Brandy singing that? I think that song fit Monica perfectly, but I'm just trying to envision how Brandy would sound on it. I mean, she I can't, would sound okay. I'm, I'm I can't hear it. it and I, can't I can't hear it. Hear it. <laughs> I can hear it. I just can't hear it to the level. Monica owned it. I just feel like, nah, it would it would be a nice cut for Brandy, but yeah. Monica put in that emotion. Mm, all right. Um, let's do this right now here, because I think you've had an opportunity to rank both of, both of their discographies. Yes. I have um, up, up right here, just for reference, because I'm old in my old age, and I be forgetting. So we good. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious. Do we want to rank the Brandy one first or the Monica? Let's, Let's see. see. I mean, it's up to you. Which one are you want to do? I got honestly, I have Brandy up on my screen first, but well, let's you. see what the people want. We got the okay. people in here. Uh, I mean, my my internet is so raggedy. My stream has stopped, so I don't know what's saying. You're gonna have to let me know what we're talking about. Let wow. them know they're slandering me, Kyle. <laughs> they're they're uh, they're throwing shots at you. I'm just kidding. No one's saying anything. Uh, let you know what? Let's go with Monica's first. Okay. Uh, I don't have it on me right now, so you're gonna have to kick things off. What What's the worst Monica album? 
the worst <laughs> Monica album. Or, the, or your well, least favorite. Let's go with that. Yeah, we'll go with least favorite because that way it doesn't sting as much. My, on my list, I have New Life at the back. And again, I've said this mm. before, it's not a bad album. It is just a very forgettable album. It's very well structured and well sung, but nothing connects. If you ask me what's on the album besides the, the song we talked about earlier, I'm going to be like, I don't know. What about the song with Rick Ross that Missy wrote and Jasmine Sullivan? Nothing? Got nothing for you on that one. Again, it's all right, but it's nothing that sticks to me. I revisit nothing on. This is the only album where I revisit no songs on. Yeah, fair enough. All right, what's after that? I think I'm on I'm on the page now. You have All Eyes on Me. Yeah, that was the unreleased album. I don't think it ever came out, but I actually like that album a lot. It has a lot of hip-hop samples. I thought it was when, and I know she was going through some things at the time. That's why I didn't see release. But that was near the back end for me. But it's still a pretty fun time. Dude, the song All Eyes on Me, like the song with the uh, Michael Jackson sample, the one that Dark Child did. Yes. That is a banger. That bridge is insane. That bridge is insane. When they used to play music, they used to throw that video in the rotation all the time. I've never seen Monica dance so much in my life. But in that music video, she was dancing. <laughs> I, I cannot blame her. I'd be doing it, too. Will she play that in her verses? She probably won't, but I wouldn't be mad if she did. Now, that would be a good album cut, kind of just sliding in to get the fans hyped. I would be hyped for it. Yeah. Uh, number six, you have Still Standing. Yep. I'm actually surprised it's this, it's this low. I have it way higher on mine. I, again, I like this album a whole lot. I think it's very underrated. But, and I think I even said that in the piece, because it has, like, Neo's there, Mrs. there, J.D.'s there, Brian Michael Cox is there. Everybody is there. I think there's a little bit of inconsistency across the board, but there are plenty of great songs on it. I go back to this one all the time. Yeah, I was just playing uh, Superman the other day, the one that Jonte did. That's a great song. Great, great song. I still remember when that came out, like, and just how big it ended up being, because that was supposed to be her comeback album. Uh, the makings of me didn't perform as well as she had liked. She came back with this one, and I was super impressed because, Ed, you got to remember, that was around 2010. R&B was still popular, but it wasn't as popular. Um, songs weren't being sent to pop anymore. They were strictly urban records. But Monica, for, for what she had and, and the resources she had, she delivered a big album with this. Yep, that was around the time. 2010, those early 2010s, those were the times when we R&B fans were like, nah, we feel something in the air. T-Lees were looking shaky, player, because we knew something <laughs> was up, but we were still getting good music, so we didn't complain that much. But there was still like some weird yep. stuff going down. Yep. Uh, I think that was the same year Drake came into the picture, so I'm, so I'm just saying. we have him to blame. <laughs> uh, number five, you have Code Red. I feel like this album, for those that um, you know love R and B music and have kind of like their interest has wavered off over the last few years, I think all of us have have felt that in some shape or fashion, just because R and B has changed so much. Go back and revisit Code Red. This was actually a pretty solid album. I like this one a lot. Again, and I had my head to head with my man Derek. Go check that out on Soul Mysterio. That was a fun piece. But he wasn't a big fan of this. I liked this a lot. I thought it was one that really kind of lived up to expectations. It was yet one of those, around the mid-2000s, everybody was like, I'm bringing R&B back with my project. Everybody was on this wave. And you, you can see who and who did not bring R&B back. Sorry. But this was one of the albums that I thought stood out very well. 
didn't have the lasting power that I wanted it to have, but it was pretty solid across the board. Lots of good joints on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Makings of Me is next at number four. Y'all one know the... I love this one. Yeah. It is The Beginnings of Gunaka. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> a Dozen Roses is a great song. Yep, but then you catch, you know, she's also got Raw. She's got Gotta Move On. She's got Sideline Ho. Those titles tell you what this album is all about. Mm-hmm. That Twister record as well? Hell no. Oh, yes, the Twister joint, yes. Yeah, Twister was like killing it at that time. Twister's <laughs> always been killing it. Y'all keep sleeping on the tongue, Twister. He lost a bunch of weight. And I saw him the other day. I was like, that's Twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys! Feel free to throw in your favorite songs from each of these albums. We'll uh, we can dissect them. Uh, yeah. Number number three here we have "The Boy Is Mine." This album to me, it's really weird when I listen to it now because I think there's like three cover songs on the album. There's like two Diane Warren records. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I listen to it now, especially compared to her first one, that was a pretty big jump in sound. I would say. It was, and it was one that at the time, I mean, I'll just be real because I was around, it kind of threw some people off. I kind of compare it to Mary's 1999 album, where it's like, this ain't really the Mary that we used to. It's still dope, but it's not really the Mary that we're used to hearing. And this was a little deviation in the sound for Brandy, I mean, for Monica, but it still worked very well. One of her mm-hmm. best, obviously. I think it is technically her most successful album at this point. Yeah, I think so. Street Symphony's on this album, right? It is. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. Shout out to the video with a gigantic dress. <laughs> and then the uh, the Space Jam song for you, I will. Yep. And uh, I love I love Space Jam, but that's one of those songs on my list that I would be glad to never hear again. Y'all played it into the ground. Great song you, If you think about it, that Space Jam soundtrack is like it's pretty like legendary. If you think about it, you have um. Well, you have the guy that we can't talk about anymore. Uh, you have this. Yeah. You have this. You have this Monica record. Um, you have the track by um, Christina Aguilera ended up covering it. Um, oh, what's that song? It's gonna kill me. We're gonna move on. This. Who's the one that sang the song? I swear, all for one. All for one. Yeah. Yeah, they have a song on there that uh, Christina Aguilera ended up covering. See, I gotta look this up now. Oh, uh, Space Jam. Uh, I gotta. I can't remember the name. I'm sure somebody in the comments is like yelling at us because we're forgetting. No, I remember the video for this Christina Aguilera video. She's like standing outside in the rain. She has I the umbrella. To I turned to you. That's what yeah. Off, off for one has a version of that. That was the, actually yep. the version that I, I, I knew first. There you go. Thank you, Nicola. I knew someone would know it, <laughs> but that was a great one. Shout out to Space Jam. Uh, number two, you have After the Storm. I was just listening to that record with DMX earlier in the week. That song is a banger. Listen, I just, before we got on this live, I was watching the Rough Riders documentary thing that they have on BET. I was catching up on the DVR and watching that one. Your boy Irv Gotti was up there and doing his thing, but X is just a force, and he's always been, and he adds so much passion to songs. That is what I miss so much in 2020. Why does everybody lack charisma? Why is the emotion just gone? Y'all just didn't, the lean has destroyed the emotion in music because mm. everybody puts me to sleep. But these songs, along with the X track, there's so much emotion fueled in these in the music, and that's why After the Storm works so well. 
Yeah, that was a great one. Knock, knock, of course. And then the the record with Tyrese, Mr. Voltron. Mr. Voltron, yeah. That's that actually a really good do. song. Yeah, that's a great song. And of course, and, uh, on, one of my favorite songs of all time. Don't you call that song Rowdy Chick? Yes. Because <laughs> she's like, Rowdy Chick, it's like, what? that's what I called it. When I first heard that beat, I was driving home in Virginia. I was home visiting. And they played it, and I was like, "What is this?" Because I had never yeah. heard a beat like this, and I never heard Monica with that attitude. So rowdy chick it was. And I think that was probably one of the first times I heard uh, Missy yelling out, "New Monica." Yes, I miss Mi You know, it's gotten <laughs> bad when we have not had any good music where Missy can yell out "new person." I want her to yell out some new stuff. Where's Gina Thompson? I need some new Gina. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Man, knock, knock. You should have known better as well. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's just row after row after row of great songs. That's why it's number two on my list. I have a beef Close with to number one. I have a beef with You, sh you Should Have Known Better. How so? Well, I love the song. It's like one of my favorites of all time. But doesn't it sound very similar production-wise to You Got It Bad? It even has the solo guitar solo at the end. That always bothered me for some reason. I don't know why. I never made that connection. I see what you're saying. It doesn't yeah. bother me, but yeah, definite similarities there. I yeah. that. I don't know. I think it's because I played both so much together and uh, very similar. And then you can throw in uh, you can throw in "Goodbye" by Jagged Edge in there too. It doesn't have the guitar solo, but Jermaine Dupri did all three, so it, it makes I mean, sense. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. All good songs, though. If you're gonna bite, at least bite on a good song. Don't exactly. Not trash. And then what you have as the best Monica album is Miss Thing. Of course. It not to again to this day, I'm not gonna discredit our girl Brandy or anything like that. This album to me, it's not it's not better than Brandy's best album. But mm. it, of all the albums that both have, this is the one that gets the most replay in twenty twenty. It is just so well done. And the crazy thing, Kyle, is that this woman was a girl when she recorded it. Those vocals were coming out of like a 15-year-old throat. What excuse do your people have that 30 years old moaning and groaning all over my speakers like they do today? What is <laughs> I, I The kids like it. Well, the kids have issues because they, they, she is a kid. She's younger than they are and she's yeah. got vocals. What? I need vocals. I don't need vibes. We went from young Monica to Tory Lanez. It happened then. Well, he got other problems right now to be worried about that and his Looney Tune vocals. I don't, <laughs> you should have got, before he was shooting people, you should have ran him out of here when you heard these albums. These Howard <laughs> songs, these cover Relax. songs. Relax. Terrible. Oh, so I'm, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, Kyle. I'm chilling. I'm bringing it back. I think Tory Lanez is Canadian, so we're going to have to lay off him because I'm Canadian too. Yeah, I know. You and Tory Lanez, it explains a lot. But when, but but I don't want him back in Canada. So, uh, but let's talk about this Monica debut album here. I was just listening to uh, with you the record that Tim and Bob did. Yep. that should have came out as a single. Everybody says that. Yes, we were just talking about that. You talk about a song that was meant to be a single. I understand why it didn't. It does feel a little similar to the previous two singles. Sure. So I can see why they were like, eh. but as an album cut, one of the better album cuts of that era. To never make it to prime time. Yeah. Um, Why I Love You So Much, big single. Uh, Don't Take It Personal, just one of them days, big single. I 
I might get my R&B card revoked for this, but I never really liked that song. Which song? Don't take it personal. I will say this. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as some other people. That's a song that resonated. If you were a 15-year-old girl in 1995, that song spoke to your very soul. Brothers, mm -hmm. we were kind of like, we like it. But we also feel like that you kind of attacking us, so we a little scared of the song. But, <laughs> so I liked it and appreciated it. I liked her later when we got like this is like that and all the other songs, and that's when I was like, okay, and that's when I caught the album. But yeah, that was an anthem for the ladies back in '95. The remix, though, for us the remix on that album as well. That song, it's on. It's on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the album. The remix, I really love. I like both. I mean, I like. I think I might like the original a little bit better, but the remix yeah. is great. Yep. And then Before You Walk Out of My Life, that is, like, amazing. Listen, Monica sitting on that um, on that porch, on that little stoop with them big shoes on. Yep. She got those church seats. That, that is the joints that you wear on Easter Sunday that your mama didn't let you wear before because you can get them scuffed up. Yes, you know that you come in with the vocals. All right, so... We just mentioned all these great songs, Ed. We're going to have to do this. Netta, Damon, I need you guys in on this, too. I think we're the only ones in here. Uh, top three Monica songs of all time to you. Your favorite three. Yeah. Ed, I've been asking about everyone's favorite three on Instagram all week, every artist. So we're going to have to do this. Your favorite three Monica songs of all time. Oh, my gosh. Off the top, I know I'm going to mix some up. Um, so gone is number one, no question. Yeah. Um, I'll say with you. I might have to put that in there too. Yep. And maybe why I love you so much. I'll go with those three. Mm. I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch, but that's just off top. Yeah. So Gone is definitely number one, no question. I would say So Gone is probably my number one as well. Why I Love You So Much is, is definitely up there as well. And then I would have to go with probably Street Symphony, but I hear the first night just like ringing in my ear right now. And I hear Jermaine Dupri in my ear saying, you better mention that song. <laughs> oh my God. JD, uh, if JD tells you, you gotta do it. And, and Ed, knock knock. I love that song. Like, there's days when I can just listen to that for like five times straight. I like knock knock. I wouldn't. That's definitely not like a top five for me. But knock knock's not a bad choice. All right, Neto. Neto said for you, I will. That's a great one too. So can't really go wrong with that one either. That's a uh, great song, and I'm tired of it, y'all. Y'all play that one out. I like how no one mentioned the boys' mind. Uh, again. Yeah. They didn't play that one out. I'm good. Yeah. Everything to me. That's a great one, Nicolette. I actually really love that song, too. Especially when uh, I'm from that era of, like, songs leaking. That was that was our era. And I remember when that song initially leaked. It didn't have a bridge on it. It kind of just, like, faded out after two minutes. And then when the album version came out and that bridge that Jasmine wrote on it mm -hmm. changed everything. That bridge is amazing. Again, another winner. I'm, listen, if this conversation does nothing else for... The brandy stands among us who continue to think that Monica is just she had a couple songs and she's okay. 
this conversation should tell you the hit after hit after hit after hit and the talent that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we have to go into Brandy now. We just spent mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes talking about Monica. I think a lot of Brandy stands have left because they realized it was all Monica. But let's talk about Brandy here. Let's rank her discography from worst or least favorite. We got to keep it politically correct now. Guys, we got <laughs> yelled at by a couple of uh, artists and fans over the last few weeks. So we got to take it easy here. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, your least favorite Brandy album. Guess which one that is. Yes, the most recent album is at the bottom. We will leave it at that. If you have beef and you're here, you can text me. I mean, DM me at Edward Bowser, and I will ignore it. Can you imagine if they texted you with death threats? <laughs> you you laugh. I have not gotten Texas death threats, but I have gotten emails with death threats. Over an album review. You don't know these people. You're not on payroll. Why are you trying to like incriminate yourself? I'm gonna you say with I'm gonna say with B seven, I'm gonna have to live with it a little longer. That's uh that, that's what most people are telling me is that you really have to live with it to get it. Again, it's only been like it's been less than a month, so I'll give it time. Well, look, it, it, that sounds like an abusive relationship. Oh, you just got to live with oh. him. He's beating the crap out of me every night. But you just got to live with him, and it'll get better. It'll get, I promise you it'll get better. If you All like right. it, have fun. But as for me and my house, we listen to one of these other seven albums. All right. So what do you have after that? I don't, I don't have your link up anymore. Okay, well, next up, I've got 211. And we've talked about that one before. Mm. I think 211 is better than New Life. I think that it's not a bad album at all. It's gotten a lot of a lot of like heat over the past few years because it wasn't what fans were expecting and it is quite uneven, but it's I find a lot to enjoy here. Yeah, you know what, Ed, as I listen to it back more and more, I do find a lot of songs that I enjoy. Um Chris Brown wrote a wrote a great one with seven. Slower. That's a great yep. one. Yep. Uh Sean Garrett had um, put it down, which I didn't really like, but he also had "So Sick" and "Do You Know What You Have." Those are two great ones. I and then like he it. had a, and then he had a couple of Sean Garrett. He had a couple of Sean Garrett and Bangladesh bangers that I didn't really love as much. Yeah, some of those got a little out of hand. It just didn't feel like a good fit for her. And honestly, that's kind of the complaints I have with the most recent album. Some of the songs mm-hmm. don't fit well with her, yeah. and that's kind of the issue here. But this one does have some high points. Netta just said, Wish Your Love Away. That's a great one. That's one that I can listen to now and say, like, that's a classic Brandy record. Mm. That's a great one. Uh, after that, you have Human, which is probably the safest Brandy album, I would say. Yes, yeah, so that's a to, great way to put it. To me, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but vocally, Brandy sounds the best on Human. Like, her tone sounds very rich on this album. I've heard that her best, and I mean, this is just, you know, from people talking across the years, that a lot of people consider vocally Full Moon being like the standard. But I got to kind of agree with you. She sounds great here. I think Human's really biggest flaw is it's kind of like New Life, well, not New Life, kind of like Still Standing, and that it's just a little and even has great points, but then there are points where it's just kind of like, eh, and that inconsistency just brings it down a bit. It's not, this is again another album that got a lot of crap, but it's not nearly as bad as I think people say. 
No, I think the biggest problem was that it was a little too poppy for most people. And I can see that. But yeah. again, it's just, I don't know. And I think also the expectations were high. This yep. was the, the Rodney Jerkins reunion album, and people were just expecting 1998. And as many times as I tell y'all a million times, it will never be 1998 again. I wish it was. <laughs> so we just got to roll what we got. She put out a solid project that was just not quite where it needed to be. It's interesting because the record Long Distance, which ended up being the second single, that was written by Bruno Mars. And I feel like if Bruno Mars had released that record, that would be a number one hit. Oh, kind of weird. Yes. weird how it would, it would turn out. But I, I still feel like because uh, Bruno put out a record similar to that, If I Was Your Man. Yep, it sounds just like that. And that was a huge hit, so... It's kind of interesting to see how the industry works from time to time, Ed. Well, that's how it is. A lot of times it's timing is everything, and it's who does what when. Yep. Uh, the next one you have on your list, I don't have your list, Ed, so. Next I one I have is the debut, Brandy. And I know a lot mm. of people are like, oh, my God, the debut is so low. But it's not so low when you have the, the quality of albums that we have. Something's got to come in number four. So yep. we got this. I liked the debut a lot. It was really groundbreaking at the time. For those who weren't around in 1994, you probably don't understand how big of a star Brandy was going to be on the cusp of. And yep. she was going from not only music, but acting. And she was just really becoming America's sweetheart at this time. And this album helped push her to that level. So it's one of the most beloved of that era. People talk about classics. I don't quite know if it's a classic, but I understand the argument for it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have emotional attachment to that album. They grew up with Brandy. And when you have a song like Always On My Mind, it's kind of hard to say no to that. And, and, that's, and again, that's one of those ones that between that, Love Is On My Side, these are songs that people don't even discuss as much <laughs> as Best Friend and kind of, you know, the big records, Broken Hearted. But these are these gems that are on this album that continue to make it as solid as it is. That's why it's so beloved. Yeah. I would say, let me ask you this. Which version is better of Broken Hearted, the original on the album or the remix? That's, that's a weird question because I think the better song may be the remix. Mm -hmm. Just because Maya, the chemistry is so great. Yep. But because, and this y'all don't remember this, us 90s kids... There's nothing more frustrating than hearing a song on the radio or hearing the video version, and you go in and cop the album, and the song sounds nothing like that. LL mm. still owes me $10 because lounging on that album does not sound like... I was like, where's Total? This is not the lounging I sound up for. So <laughs> this is one of those ones where it's like, this isn't broken hearted, but I'm so used to this version that to me, I almost prefer it, even though I can recognize the other one being just more energetic because of the charisma. I mean, if you're going to be asking artists for money back, I got to get some money back from Tweet. I remember when her first two singles dropped and they were Timbaland produced one. I was like, all right, we're getting the next Aaliyah here. And then yep. I get the album and it's a bunch of acoustic music, which I it love was, to this day. But I was tricked, so I want my $10 back as well. I remember, that was <laughs> a thing. People were really propping up Tweet to be like the new Aaliyah. But then it was like a Neo Soul joint. I mean, now it was one of the best Neo Soul joints of the era. But at the time, it was a little bit of false advertising because we thought we were going to get all these Timberland bangers. You got two, and that's it. Yep. So there's that. Uh, back on track here, number three, you have 
my favorite brandy album. You have yep. Aphrodisiac. Um, I love this one. And I know this one over years has kind of had an up and down history. There are, and I know this will take you aback. You'll knock it out your seat, Kyle. But there were some fans who were a little annoyed because they were like, oh, this is a little too Aaliyah. It just feels like an Aaliyah album. It doesn't feel like a Brandy album. And it's funny that people were saying this in 04. And now in 2020, we're saying there's an album that's out right now that I won't name that sounds like a Her album or a Summer Walker album or not a Brandy mm. album. So those were things that kind of were chasing her way back then. I love this album. I thought it's very good. I don't think it's flawless. The second half gets a little kind of iffy, but I do think that it's one of her best. Yeah, I would say that the two fillers on the album maybe bring it down a little bit. The two fillers being Sididi and Turn It Up. Mm -hmm. Yep, those are tough. Uh, but to me, I think this album, for me, it's her best because of just that vibe. It was a vibe before we even knew what a vibe was. Some of those records were very atmospheric. Yeah. So, but the record with Kanye, or she has two on the album with Kanye, one with T.I., but the single, Talk About Our Love, no one talks about that song anymore. But that no, was a big song. It was a big song at the time. To be fair, it really wasn't my favorite song. I remember there was a lot of hype coming out. Oh, Brandy's working with Kanye, and they've got this song. And I liked it, but I there were way more albums on this, um, way more songs on this album that had my attention. So that one I didn't love, but and I think maybe that's why it just it just doesn't have the legacy as some of the other songs and other tracks from other albums. But it's not a bad song. Hmm. Um. That reminds me here. Um, when you talk about Kanye and Brandy, you know how your biggest complaint with B7 is you didn't understand what she was saying throughout that whole song? Yep. Do you like the Kanye and Brandy record brings me down on the late registration? I do. You don't? Because I don't understand what Brandy is saying in that either. But it sounds great. No. It, I mean, I'm it, not going to sing it, but yeah, I, I can hear her pretty well. We're going to have to do this another time. I'm going to make you, like, type out the lyrics to the song because I, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even remember how that hook goes, but I never remember being like, I don't know what she's saying. I got to go to Genius. Like, well, they didn't have Genius back then. No. But, no, I mean, I had no problem with that song. That's a great song. I like that song a lot. Oh, it's a great one. Um, so, number three, we have Aphrodisiac. Number two, uh, so we have 10 people watching this right now. I think it's going to quickly go down to one. Uh, when you mentioned this, but number two for Brandy albums, you have what album, Ed? I have Full Moon, and the Lord knows you have the vocal Bible at number two. You got the vocal Bible at number two. Yes, I do. Wow! And here's the reason why: like, it's a great album, but something has to be number one. Something has to be number two, and it's a good album. I do think that if we were talking about vocal mastery and ways that your voice can be used as an instrument. And we're listening to this as a tool to become better vocalists. And she needs to mail this MP3 to a whole bunch of people that's on this Billboard Top 100 right now. But the point is, this is a great album. It's not a flawless album, though. Not to me. Mm. So, again, one of her best, probably one of her most noteworthy and the one that, to me, really proved that she had matured from this kind of young, poppy singer to absolute kind of diva of her craft. So it's a success there. But I think that there's one album just that much better. 
Uh, Damon just said Full Moon is number three for me. Uh, Netta said Full Moon is number two for her. So I guess we won't get. We won't, so you might be right on that. I, I think the other thing with Full Moon, I just remember it being like super long uh, at 18 tracks or so. I think, if, I think if you cut that down a little bit, I might have it higher on my personal list. Because um, I think about some of those Dark Child records, like I Thought, and uh, there was another record. It was I Thought, it was What About Us, and there was one more record here. I'm trying to think which one it is. But those three songs sounded exactly alike production-wise. I think, it was, I think it was Can We. Those three songs sounded way too similar to me. And again, I think that that's a, I mean, that's a very nuanced way to look at it because I don't think that that's being picky. That's just how it is. I think a lot of fans just have like this deep connection to this album because it really felt like Monica, I'm not Monica, Brandy had made it. Like she was everything that we had purported to be. She had grown into full womanhood and a lot of these fans grew up with her. So I think there's just a lot of nostalgia for this album and that's one reason why it's placed so high. Yeah. But said there are lots that we want to pick and choose and nitpick which is what i'm here for there are little things that can knock it down from the rung for me again great great album one of the best of its era not the best hmm. so the best brandy album is never say never um yep. i know we have a lot of 90s fans that will be happy to hear this um this album to me it was like crafted perfectly to create a star if that makes sense. Like, every song on there sounded like a single. Brandy sounded great. It was radio-friendly. Um, you did have those gems like Angel in Disguise and put that on everything that may not have been singles but could have worked as singles. But if they were just album cuts, they were great album cuts. Yep, and it's one of those albums, to me, that is just defining a career because when the weakest songs here are ones that, to your point, could have probably done okay on the radio anyway. That tells me you got a hit. And so many songs we talked about before, from Put That On Everything to the title track, these are great, great songs that didn't have the profile, but whatever, they still remember this great track. I mean, Angel in the Skies, was that ever officially a single? They played it on Virginia yeah. Radio like it was. Nope. Nope. We, got, nope. we never got a video, but I mean, there was just so much meat on the bone for this album that to me, it's by far the best. And if we're talking about Monica's best album versus Brandy's best album, this album trumps all of them. Can we have an honesty, uh, honesty hour here? I, I got a question for everyone. Did anyone else cry to the record Tomorrow by Brandy? Oh, that, is such a, that is such a sad song. Someone, someone went in the Soul and Stereo Cypher. I don't know if it was Cassandra. Somebody was talking about how that song, like, got to them. And I know I'm a cold-hearted reviewer, so I was like, oh, it's good, but I didn't cry. But I feel you. If it's one that hits you, that would be the one. I don't know, man. That song is so sad. See, Netta knows what I'm talking about. That's such a sad song. <laughs> like, have you ever a sad, but tomorrow, that's the one. And then, Ed, I'm going to go on record here. I'm going to call out the label. Who was Brandy's label? Was it Atlantic? Was, yeah. I think Atlantic was the label, right? I'm just quickly. So, yeah. so Atlantic, I got a problem. Happy should have been a single. Like it makes so much sense for it to be a single. I know it had like nine other singles, but I'm gonna say 
Happy should have been a single. I mean, it was, it could have, and that's the thing. Like, all of these could have been singles. I can't think of a song that wouldn't have worked as a single. All of them could have worked in some form or fashion. And this was the era where we got five and six singles. It's not like the day where you get one single and one video if you're lucky, and then we never hear from you again. But, and then just hope something goes crazy on a TikTok challenge. But, nope, I could see that as a single for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed, you actually missed, um, one project in your ranking. Which one was that? The Brandy Unreleased Collection. If you go on YouTube and you look at Brandy Unreleased Records, we got to put that in your rankings because there are some great gems in there. I need to go listen to this because that's I have not heard. Oh, man. There's so many. Brandy's, like, unreleased catalog is insane. She's not going to play any of that in the versus battle, obviously, but you got to check those ones out too, Ed. Well, of course not, but I think that a lot of times there were a couple... I don't do it as much now, but like earlier in the two the twenty tens, there were YouTube channels just dedicated to that. Yep. And there would be like twenty Beyonce songs that you've never heard of and it's better than anything on the radio. And you're like, why didn't these songs come out? So I believe it. Yep. Mr. Cole has a bunch too. That is right. So Ed, we did the top three Monica songs. We're almost running out of time here, but let's do the top three brandy songs here. Oh no. This is even harder. This is way harder. Um, you go okay, first. I'm, I'm gonna go first here. Um, Full Moon, the actual song. Uh huh. I think that's number one for me. I, I, that's definitely on my list. I don't know about number one. Um, Angel in Disguise is probably up there too. Maybe. And, maybe. And then I would say. When You Touch Me, or <sighs> Nothing is up there as well. And I'm naming a bunch of Full Moon songs, and I don't even like that album as much as the other ones, but uh, I Tried is probably up there. I really I like that one. I Tried is a sleeper. That's, That's a, a sleeper. really good one. Uh, Say You Will is another That's great another one. sleeper. See, I'm looking uh, at the track listings while you while you talk because I'm trying to get my mind right. There's a lot here. Uh, Damon said, "Angel in disguise." I want to be down. Best. See, here's the thing though, with the earlier Brandy stuff, like Baby Brandy from the first album, it's kind of hard to like compare that stuff to her later catalog because she developed so much from the first album to the second album. It's like two different artists to me. Yeah. People say that a lot about, because I prefer earlier Beyonce as opposed to kind of like big Beyonce and definitely to trap Beyonce. So a lot of my Beyonce love comes from like that B-Day era. And if you were a fan that came on like around the self-titled album and when she became like the biggest thing ever, a lot of people have a hard time going back and listening because she sounds younger and the content sounds less mature. But if that's your era, you riding with it. I'm gonna have to put out one to be down on mine. Mm. Interesting. So but yeah, that full moon for sure. Yeah. Maybe I wanna be down. My heart keeps telling me sitting up in my room, but that might just mm. be nostalgia. But that would Actually, be in top five for sure. It's crazy because neither of us have even mentioned that song throughout this entire thing. But yeah, I guarantee you that one makes an appearance though. That, that one really to. makes the top twenty. That has to. That's like to nineties art to nineties fan. That is the song. 
Or I, I guess mean, the boy's mind. There's that too, but there's a lot. I mean, when you talk about, when I picture a Brandy video, I'm thinking about her in that pink, sitting in that futuristic room that looks not futuristic at all with the little round television thing. Yeah, that is to me a defining Brandy track. Yeah, I mean, speaking speaking of futuristic, go listen to go watch that "What About Us" music video. That was like <laughs> future, that was way too futuristic for me. She was like carrying out around a baseball bat. It was crazy. <laughs> we thought we were really doing something back in two thousand two. Play or no? No. Uh, so Ed, we've gone through the Brandy discography, the Monica discography. We've talked about what we can expect on this versus battle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you this question. Um. If we're judging this based on hit for hit, who do you see winning this? Even though there is no real winner to this. Of but course. For, our, for argument's sake and just for fun, hit for hit, who ends up winning this? Again, I will make, I'll put this caveat in. It depends on the order because we can have a list of hits versus a list of hits, but depending how they're mixed and matched, it could go in either way. But just going what I know from hits, Per hits, just talking about hits, not talking about album cuts. Yeah. I might have to lean with Brandy if we're just talking about hits. And we're talking about just pulling album cut per album cut, I'm going with Monica. But hits mm. per hits, I'm going with um, Brandy. Yeah. I, you know what? It's everything you just said, but reversed. I think if we're going by hits, I might have to go with Monica. Really? I mean, just think about it. Her, her, her hits have – she's had more hits throughout her, her career. Yeah. Um, and for a longer amount of time. Um, like we said, more consistent. But Brandy's catalog, again, you pull out something from Full Moon or Aphrodisiac, it's going to be tough to compete with that. Exactly. When you pull out – and that's what I mean when I say hit per hit. If you mm -hmm. put a Brandy hit up against just about anybody, most likely Brandy is going to come out on top. Most likely. That's just hmm. how it is. But if we're picking from everything, then it gets way more interesting. So this will be an interesting night. Yeah, it'll, it will definitely uh, be a fun one. Uh, this has been fun. This is our first time doing this. We might have to do it more mm -hmm. often. I uh, thank all of you guys for joining in on this. Uh, we'll try to make it more fun next time and try to figure out what else we can do to make this more interactive. Uh, Instagram is giving me a countdown here of 20 seconds, Ed. So in 20 seconds, give me any shameless plugs that you may have. Soulandstereo.com. Check out the new Nas review. Check out a whole bunch of head-to-heads. Check out a bunch of album rankings. We haven't done this in a long time, so shout out to my boy, Cal. And there you have it. You know, I got Soul. I'm signing out. I'll be back later for another interview, but 